Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute, where we're analyzing the 1985 Disney film one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And we're joined once again by, from the Princess Bride Minute, maybe others, Jonathan Carlyle. <laughs> Hello, again. There's a lot of these that's, things, isn't there? Yeah. Well, that's the real teaser that's going to keep people coming back. <laughs> What projects do people have lined up next? But we're going to make you wait until the end of the episode so everyone listens to the whole thing. <laughs> um, first, we're going to talk about minute 65 of this movie, which starts with a dizzy pumpkin head, and it ends with everyone crash-landed on a mountainside. Um, so I brought up before, how does Jack work? Where does his consciousness r- reside? How is his body still holding on to the rope, even though it's been pitched about a bit? And how can his head feel dizzy? Hmm. I've, I've been thinking about his body. Is it, I guess, do we see any other instance in the movie where his he, he's got parts separated? Well, when we met him, his leg and arm had been detached. Did they move as they were detached? I don't believe so. At least not that I caught. What if, like, uh... This is a White Walker situation? Uh, <laughs> just, like, what if as soon as his head came off, you know, his his uh, body, such as it is, such as it is uh, went into, like, instant rigor mortis or something, you know? So it was still able to hold the ropes because it was stuck there. It's not until the head gets back on when life comes back into the body. Hmm. I'm now, like, going through in my mind as they're falling because, you know, it's not a spoiler. It happens in this minute. They fall. Um... And the body, he does like a split when it lands, but maybe that's just the way it was. I feel very gruesome being like, I need to know more about how rigor mortis works. (laughs) Scully would be so disappointed in me right now. We talked a little bit about it on uh, the Princess Bride Minute with uh, Wesley being mostly dead. And, you know, what what that means and what that, how that might affect the body. But we did, but... uh, you, you guys had a character mostly dead. We've got multiple characters who are sort of alive. Right. The 80s were a trippy time. Yeah, and this this minute is probably, as far as I could tell, between these five minutes, this minute is the, the most has the most direct reference to The Princess Bride. And probably about the middle of this minute when we get to see Dorothy falling. It kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of mirrors Buttercup falling into Fezzik's arms. Yes. Well, okay. What a cop-out is this cloud background. <laughs> I mentioned before, like, wow, they're really leaning hard on the smoke machines today. And now it's just the background and her falling in front. I mean, it's pretty entertaining. And I love that she once again says it can't be helped now before uh, when TikTok wound down. She's like, it can't be helped, TikTok. Yep. And now it's Jack's turn to get the line. <laughs> it's her catchphrase. Yeah, she's a pretty laid back person. Happens to people all the time. It can't be helped. Dorothy just rolls with it. Yeah. I was kind of trying to figure out, like, what religion is she? Is there something, like, has she been meditating on human (laughs) fallacy or something? Because, you know, Kansas in 1899 doesn't spring to mind with, like, Eastern religions. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Could be. Um, She also is very laid back in that. All right. Now let's think about this for a second. Because when you're just watching the movie, you accept this is part of what's going on. How weird is it that this little girl has accepted being called mom? And now she (laughs) takes care of Jack. Just like, you know, like, it's, she's, 
I mean, she was going to help him because he's her friend, obviously. And um, re-watching this minute, I absolutely think she is yelling her little heart out because of how loud the wings are right on either side of her. Sure. But, yeah, she catches the head, pulls it back in. She's kind of, She's the hero of the minute until everything goes wrong. But, yeah, he calls her mom, and she's looking out for him, and she's just like, yep, this is my life now. Is that the first time he calls her mom? It's weird. No, he had actually, he, to be fair, did ask her if he could call her mom, and she said yes. Okay. See, I, I imagine, because she is from Kansas, and, you know, certainly from a time where survival was was a big thing and not only did you have to survive but you know and she lived on a farm so you know you had to be pretty self-reliant and and also beyond that take care of things so you know a little girl getting prepared for motherhood you know i'd see that yeah sure you can call me mom i'll take care of you i got this lots of people had dolls she is a giant man with a pumpkin for a head um it is kind of awful so she catches the head she's standing up and she yells you know somebody help me but everyone's holding on and then it happens mike are you okay over there this must be very upsetting minute for you <laughs> well you know it's i've always really liked uh the idea of tying two sofas together and you know i using uh using a broom as a tail it just speaks to me <laughs> if, if you were watching the video you'd see going like this over my heart <laughs> But yeah, what can you do? We get it. We do get a fantastic montage of everyone falling. Yeah. It's just clouds and fog, and they're falling. Jack, you know, was falling up as recently as a few seconds ago, but now everyone's going down. I like that they. I like that they use it like a real clip of a chicken. Like they toss toss the chicken in the air and then filmed it coming back down. Flapping. Yeah, because she's very. There is a very clear transition from. Puppet in this shot, not puppet. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think so when she's flapping down a little bit. Um, that looks pretty real to me. I uh, And you're right. Uh, Dorothy gets her falling princess moment, but she's also yelling as she does it, which makes me think of the hillside scene <laughs> when they're yelling as they're falling and everyone's just doing their dramatic yell <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> And then they start to land. Um, the gump is, I mean, now I'm doing the heart thing. When his head is like, if I had a stomach, I know I'd be sick. Okay, so so Jack's head can get dizzy, but the gump, mm-hmm. well, I guess he can't get sick. He's just a head. So, so I guess if you're just a head, yeah. you can get dizzy, but you can't get sick. Yeah, because he points out, like, you know, he doesn't have a stomach. Like, there's nothing there to be sick. I wonder if it's because an ear, like, he feels that way obviously and i wonder if it's the same with jack of it's the it's the ears because isn't that what makes you motion sick it's the disconnect between what your eyes are seeing and what your ears are registering yeah there's something there i'm i'm pretty you'd think of someone who gets motion sick i would understand better what was happening but i'm pretty sure that's the case and so they can register that they can feel dizzy they can feel not good but nothing happens well them. there's there is a difference so it, it hasn't really come up before but uh, we have we have TikTok who is not alive. We have mm-hmm. Jack who was a number of things and was brought to life, and that became an object. And we have the Gump who was deceased and was brought back to life. Hmm. So the maybe the Gump is like you know he's, he's like a like a vampire 
doesn't need to breathe. But if you th- if you threw them out of a plane, they'd probably be like, you know, saying, oh, <laughs> if I needed to breathe, I'd be in trouble in addition to their <laughs> other problems. Yeah, because even when he has, even before he breaks apart, he still doesn't have a stomach. So, yeah, he's just recalling, recalling his previous life, I guess. Oh, my God. The Gump is a zombie. <laughs> yeah. The Gump is among the undead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can go on. <laughs> I, I, I never thought of it that way. It makes the powder of life very interesting because we're presented with it as a tool to make things that are not alive living. The gump, if it was just the sofa and one of the busts, you know, yeah. and they put Caesar on the front of it, sure, you know, Caesar, you know the. Caesar was never a statue. The statue was never part, you know, on Caesar's right. body. But yeah, the gump was a, we assume, moose looking. He had a moose looking body. He was killed. He was mounted. And he remembers his former life. So it's not this stuffed, you know, the, the stuffed and mounted gump is not having an existence. They've yeah. restored, you know, they restored his soul or whatever. Uh, his previous memory is intact. Now that's this goes against everything Harry Potter and Aladdin has taught me. Now that that's like the best thing though when you're a kid is uh you know cuz you could take these guys on carnival rides all day long and they could get dizzy which is the fun part but they won't get sick cuz they don't have stomachs. <laughs> it's the perfect one. I remember uh when I was a kid I took my my grandpa went with me on a a spinny ride and I loved it and mm. A couple times of it, and then he's like, no, I'm done. And I was like, what? Let's do it. Eight more times. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't. <laughs> nope. My dad and my sister get super easy. I, actually, my dad isn't much in the way. It's circles. Like, taking us on the merry-go-round, he'd have to, like, close his eyes on that. And he can't even look at the teacups <laughs> in Disney World. It's way too much spinning going on for him. So, even when I was a little kid... I was very aware of, like, the potential consequences of spinning. So I was never a big... I had friends that got super into, like, the crazy roller coasters at, like, Six Flags and stuff. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I liked the wooden ones because they didn't go upside down. And you just, like, got rattled around. For some <laughs> reason, I thought that was fun. It's just like, if you, if you came off the roller coaster bruised, oh, that was and a good one. Yeah, chiropractor doesn't <laughs> mind the bills. <laughs> well, when you're eight... <laughs> Everything just kind of like snaps back into place the second you move. Um, so I have a question that never occurred to me as a kid again. Um, so they land on this mountainside and I'm sure we're going to talk about all their different landings, but what, where were they that they land on this mountainside? Were they about to crash into the mountain a la Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom? Um, I guess so. They almost have to be. Because it's not... They're, like, not at the base. We see things falling right. past where they land. So there's they're, like, up on it. Oh, well, maybe they would have flown over it just fine, but then Jack's head fell off, so they dove. And, you know, so they just got closer and closer. And, and yeah, I guess they didn't even realize that they were across the deadly desert. Okay. Well, because, as we mentioned, the furring started kind of slowly. Like, they were aware things were going wrong. And I know it's only taken us a couple minutes to get here, but maybe for them, it felt like they've been so wrapped up in this fraying rope that no one was looking ahead. Actually, and that would explain all this, all the um, clouds. Oh, sure. 
around the top of the mountain. Well, I may have answered my own question. So it's probably a good thing that they crashed because, I mean, I don't know how far they had to go, but uh, I'm kind of guessing they're just about where they need to be. Otherwise, otherwise they would have just kept flying and just go too far. Yeah, I'd like to think if everything had been fine and no one had been distracted, they would have realized, okay, we're coming up on the mountain. But by the time they realized they were coming up on the mountain, everyone was so busy, you know, not (laughs) dying that, that that's what happened. Um, does anyone have any other notes before the landing? No, I don't think so. Because one quick thing from the from the script, uh, the Gump's great line about his stomach uh, was not in this version. I love it. Of course, it wasn't. <laughs> and and there was a TikTok line that was cut. Ooh. Uh, so when Jack's head spins just out of Dorothy's reach, after Jack says he's feeling dizzy, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok said. If we can get underneath him, we can catch him before he hits the ground and becomes a squash. <laughs> I don't totally hate that because I was kind of wondering, like, what would happen? We've talked about <laughs> them being alive and everything. Like, what? how do you kill something like that who is magically brought to life? It, squishing the pumpkin, would that do it? Yeah. I mean, he could. T- we took a tumble to the ground that I can tell you with great sadness in my voice would have taken out most <laughs> normal jack-o'-lanterns. So he's a little bit tougher than your standard pumpkin, but I guess a fall from that height would have done it. And especially if they thought they were still over the oh, right, yeah. desert. Yeah. And I like the idea that TikTok was like planning how to save Jack, given that earlier in this journey, Jack was totally ready to sacrifice TikTok for the good So of the if you took a being that was brought to life by magic and dropped them in the deadly desert, their physical being might dissolve into sand but would they become part of the deadly desert or would they just cease to exist at that point i think they would become part because they, if they are alive they but i'm saying would their sand. consciousness like be in the sand then at that point like how how potent is this magical alive stuff hmm. my gut wants to say yes but i'm working on why you know what i mean like my first reaction is of course their consciousness would be in the sand like that's what was killed by going into the deadly desert i wonder wait a second can tiktok just walk across the desert just should have thrown him out <laughs> he probably would wind down right yeah what's okay all right i'm just saying <laughs> he's so proud of not being alive and this is a desert that is very clear it's fine if it's an inanimate you know well he's not inanimate though but he is not alive he is very definitely proclaimed okay Sorry, this is like... Yeah, so if, if if that was a loophole, like, that? is he strong enough to carry all of them that he could have just carried them across? <laughs> oh my God, that's the best <laughs> mental image. And then the whole time they're bickering about, you know, who's on top of who and you know, they don't want to fall off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, every once in a while, Dorothy's got to be on top of TikTok so she can reach down and wind them up. Although, what's up with that? Because yeah. I don't know what they say in the movie. In the book, though, they say that uh, or at least he, somebody says, I think it's the creators maybe when he's telling the story, that if he's properly wound, he could last for like a thousand years or something. So is Dorothy just barely winding him up? Well, he's guaranteed to last a thousand years, but the way it's worded in the movie, it doesn't oh, say okay. how often you have to wind him. Just that he'll run perfectly. So he won't, ne- so he won't need a, Asterix, he won't need a tune-up for a thousand years, but he'll still need to be wound. Exactly. Which is very clock-like. I mean, there are some clocks that are still running that are hundreds of years old, but, you know, you still have to. Right. 
keep them in working order. Um, yeah, he is a very undignified landing here. I'm a little sad he didn't get a line to uh, preserve <laughs> his dignity. Um, it's not... Well, it's hard to say who has the best I like Dorothy's. The, yeah. I, I like the puff of <laughs> dust when she I, I lands like, on the sofa. When she lands, she gets like uh the the jolt of her landing you know her eyes kind of shut by it but just the look on her face is just like oh i guess that happened yeah speaking <laughs> of chiropractors dorothy might need to be looked at and the, the uh i don't think the couch landed that well it looks like the whole back of the couch is blown off um yeah the one she's sitting on i thought it was shaped that way because it's one of those like Oh, you know what? I think I just saw when the couch lands before Dorothy lands, I think you can see the back of it fall off. Yeah? Really? Oh, hang on. Now I have to... I gotta see this for myself. That's fantastic. I was gonna say, because it does look like it's in... When it's together, it's enclosed. (laughs) So, yeah. So they actually dropped a sofa. Everybody else seems to be fine, (laughs) but that couch did not take it very well. No, no. Uh... Uh. <laughs> the rope was holding it on the whole time. Uh, yeah, TikTok lands head first in the snow and does the lovely wiggling legs thing. <laughs> and then uh, Jack lands, his body lands first. His head just happens to land on top of his neck. I love oh, yeah. that the lid pops off when, when the head lands on it. That might be my favorite little gag of this. For some reason, I thought his head fell upside down. I see that it's... I, I guess we don't really see his face in this minute when it lands, but the fact that the yeah. the fact that yeah, the it's, uh, top it's pops off, that's got to be got to be right side up. <laughs> um, well, well, we'll see. Um, I, I Belina flaps down right next to Jack, and then the gump lands and says something that I can't believe hasn't become a tagline for Movies by Minutes. says... Well, that was a novel experience, wasn't it? I feel like when we wrap up this podcast, we're going to have to once again tip our hat to the gump. What is... <laughs> I really uh, like that line. Not in the script? Not in the script. <laughs> oh my god! Almost... Uh, we've had a lot of uh, Bellina lines and TikTok lines and, gump, and now a couple gump lines. Some of the best quotes... We're not in the version probably Do you think, right before filming. Well, yeah. I, no, that's weird. Because we have voice actors. I was just wondering if if any of, you know, they're, I'm sure yeah. all of them, if not most of them, or whatever, were professional. And, you know, I'm sure that they were coming up with stuff. But they're not necessarily on set when they're doing the puppetry. So I don't know. I, I, wonder, if, I wonder if they had some contribution to some yeah. of that silliness. I think some of Belina's were added after the fact. I think when they realized how well her sass played, because especially since it's the Belina puppet, there are times where it's easier to yeah. slide that in. Um, or it's just like, oh, it's just the back of her. You just don't see that she's talking as she's still saying this line. I, I've got to imagine that was part of it. But actually, one of my favorite things about the person who voices the gump is that he wasn't like a known voice actor. Hmm. He was a behind the scenes guy who did this. And so again, that just warms my heart that he's so fantastic. And this seemingly comes out of nowhere when you look at his background. Um, but I just, I really like the little punch it puts on this. Yeah. yeah. Especially for this minute, the way it breaks up, like that's just about the very end that we see, except, except just after that, we see a little bit of a uh, wiggle legs. 
Um, and I even love the little like pattern on the bottom of his feet. I'm trying to think where's the best place where you see it. They look like large screws, like large Phillips head yeah, screws. Yeah, like right at the end. Yeah. Like, is there a giant <laughs> screwdriver? That's how they put them together, maybe. That, like, attaches his legs. Although that cat. You can also wind him on the bottom. That's a. <laughs> I'm kind of staring at that moment, and that kind of reminds me of uh, Star Wars. You get the droids stuck in the desert in the sand. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely a lot of overlap, especially when it comes to debating consciousness and aliveness and things like that, Um, which we've kind of gone into, but we've also kind of thrown up our hands and said, look, I I don't know what you want from us. As far as I know, neither Mike or I are, you know, AI whiz geniuses. At least I know I'm not, and I suspect I would have heard by now. I like that Oz is such a weird place in the way of, and this is all coming from TikTok, but talking about other characters that people are familiar with, like the Scarecrow, um, you know, how he's he's always wanting brains, but he kind of displays that he has thought, you know, before he gets the brains. But even then, he still doesn't think he has brains. Um I like that TikTok kind of has some of that too, where TikTok is very capable and can do a lot of stuff. And he, he is a character and he, you know, he, he I, don't, I don't know that we really see that he has like wishes and, and hopes and all that kind of stuff. But he keeps saying that he's not alive. But, you know, compared to what else we see, you know, he, he very much is alive. You know, there's all that, there's all that kind of backward stuff in Oz where, you know, like the Tin Man doesn't think he has a heart, but he he does seem to care, and but it's 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 interesting. Yeah, the the robot yes. doth protest too much. <laughs> oh, oh, we see we see stuff fall, and we see part of the Gump falling over the edge. So now we're coming back to talking about more of the live stuff, but kind of the disconnected parts. So so is the Gump just like you know like Jack and the Gump? Is it just the head that's alive and in? everything else comes together when the head is connected. Like, so when the parts fall over the edge, is the gump still connected to those somehow? Like, can he feel those when they fall over or whatever? Or is he disconnected now and, you know, it's just a sofa? See, I wonder if it's only when it's connected to his head. And the difference is we have actually, I have been mislabeling because I have been referring to the entire apparatus as the gump. And technically, it is just the head of a gump tied to two sofas and these palm leaves and the broom and all that stuff. So I think you're onto something in that when he is physically connected to an item, it can become part of his body. He can control it. But it isn't hit. Like his gumpness is only in the head. So could they connect the gump head to something else and he could control that? And could they... Could they take Jack's head and the I gump head and connect so. it to the same I thing and they could both the control it? Wait, oh God, TikTok's not alive. So, so could one of those heads be stuck to TikTok? <laughs> yeah. An override? Oh, I don't know. And I'm picturing <laughs> the affronted look on TikTok's face if we've yeah, he's not alive. this experiment. Whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, there, there's no way to know without some scientific exploration that we'll never get to do. <laughs> But that's where I've come down anyway, because, you know, Mike kept referring to, oh, the flying sofa. And I'm like, oh, it's the gump. And I was like, ah, technically, no, it's only the head of a gump. Dorothy refers to him as the gump, though. 
Yeah. Well, they and they address him as the Gump and Mr. Gump, but like it was a flying sofa that the Gump was making fly. And spoiler alert for future minutes, we're gonna see him control other things once he's attached to them. But I I think he's just the head at the end of this minute. You know, I don't think when those palm fronds go over the side of the mountain, he's like, ah, my wings, ouch. Well, I I, kind of hope not because, uh, I mean, yeah, we see the one sofa fall over the edge. Uh, The other sofa, I mean, we already talked about it. We see the back of it break off. That seems like that would hurt. So I I hope that he's not feeling all of that too. Yeah. I I choose to believe he's not. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad to have someone else to talk about the craziness that is the gump and this movie and everything. Alright, anything else that we wanted to talk about today? No. Oh, that's that's all I had. All she wrote? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're back Murder at it. she wrote? Tying it all back together? <laughs> uh, I'm a little ashamed of that, but not enough to ask Mike to take it out. Alright. Um, uh, yes. uh, Jonathan, why don't you tell people where they can find you? And I mean, on the internet. Yeah, don't don't do that because I don't even us. show up there half the time either. It seems like, but um, <laughs> uh, yes, theprincessbrideminute.com. We have links, everything there to you know Facebook and Twitter. Um, we have a T Public store that has some some stuff there. You can get T-shirts and you know uh, mugs and um, of course, if you don't listen to the show, you might not really get some of the options in our teat public store but um <laughs> but yeah it's been a f- yeah 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 and then people could ask you cool. what is that about and you're like i don't know just a weird shirt um but yes and then uh we are done with that and steve my co-host and i are both moving on but not to the same projects so um i'm moving on with a longtime friend of mine and we're gonna do uhf minute by minute um it's it's called uhf 60 second nice. but it's spelled 62 nd and um, and Steve is going to move on with uh, some other co-hosts. I think uh, one of them that Tierney is familiar with on X Minutes. He's going to cover the X Men movies. Yep, yep. Which I'm excited about because I those those were kind of life changing when they yeah, first and appeared. First time Steve scene. mentioned that, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't um, believe I've never even heard anyone talk about doing that yet. So that's that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, surprising. That'll be cool. And uh, you guys can always reunite over Buttercup's Baby, the beloved sequel yeah, that everyone... Well, yeah, the one that everyone, enjoys everyone loves it. so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, the copy of The Princess Bride I had actually had like an excerpt in the back from Buttercup's Baby, and I think even that, I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm good with just this. <laughs> Thanks, William Goldman. That's actually all there is to it. It's just a big joke. So. It's just the one chapter. I'm telling you, I hear J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to direct oh, that'd the be, movie adaptation. That'd be right? interesting. Well, they'll have to uh, split his time between that and <laughs> Star Wars, it sounds like. I'm sure he can handle it. Um, <laughs> that just derailed. Um, that's okay. I've been thinking a lot. I've been thinking a lot more about J.J. Abrams than I normally do. Sorry. It's just seeping into everything in my life. Um, oh, my gosh, which is the perfect segue to plug Star Wars Minute which is the podcast that kind of kicked off this whole Movies by Minutes craze. And I believe it is coming back for its sixth season. Is it this I would hope winter? so. I thought they had said, oh gosh, now I'm blanking. I thought they had said there wasn't like a set date, 
but there was a time to start looking for them coming back. Well, only only Sith only Sith deal in absolutes, so they're probably not too sure. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, all right, um, Mike, do you have anything else you want to plug? As of as of recording, the insta the much belined Instagram or much belined word <laughs> the much maligned beleaguered Instagram account has two <laughs> pictures. So Osmond, it's gonna keep going. It's only getting stronger. <laughs> oh my gosh! I yeah. Okay, touche. Good job. Very proud. Two pictures. It's exciting. At Oz Minute. Check us out. Uh, oh, and uh, something to plug that is not coming out until later this year, but you will be able to hear both Mike and I's melodious voices. And I believe, Jonathan, I don't know if you're a host or a guest, oh, but Die yeah, Hard yeah. Minute is coming to yeah, a we're involved in that. So this, uh, since we finished our movie, I thought I'd be like, well, this will be a great relaxing hiatus. But then, you know, we started working on UHF stuff and then we still have diehard stuff to do. And I'm like, oh, this is not uh, working out the way I thought it would. But it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that was um, it's doing the movie one minute at a time. But each week is a different set of hosts from various podcasts. So. That's a good place to catch a lot of people. I know at least for us, our guests are other movies by minutes people. So there's so much crossover, um, even more than my usual mentioning of different ones. All right. Well, that wraps up this minute for me. And if we come back next minute, um, I mean, everyone's alive on the mountainside. So that's a good sign. Things are already looking up. Or down. Right. Yeah. TikTok's not alive. Come on. Yes. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Oh my gosh, did not mean to offend. And the gump may not be alive. He's undead. Oh my god. I can't. That's so weird. I'm not over that yet. I've been sitting on this for weeks. I need to go, like, lie down, relax. So I'll think about what we've done here. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully. We are? Oh. No, go ahead. Weog? Teog. Piog. Piog.